Arizona basketball has one of the best teams in the country. We all know that, but there are some concerns as to why it seems like the intensity uh, kind of wanes from game to game. We'll talk about all of that and more on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash Locked On College. Check it out. All right. Now, Arizona basketball is ranked eighth in the country. And like uh, I've said before on the show, I believe that this is the best team in the country. And come March, I fully expect to be picking them to win it all. You know what? You could say a perilous uh, proposition, but be that as it may, we are not one to half step around here. But There are some, obviously, there are some concerns about uh, this team, and a lot of it just comes to the intensity level, and I think that that's something that I think frustrates a lot of fans because that really shouldn't be a, uh, that really shouldn't be an issue for this squad because it is a, uh, it's a group of players that, um, well, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, seniority on here, to put it mildly. Again, um, listen. If somebody like Kylan Boswell is going to struggle from, you know, game to game, I kind of get it. He's 18 years old. In case you didn't know, he's 18 years old. But I kind of get it. Again, not the, uh, it's not ideal, but you're still dealing with somebody who's essentially a kid. Um, But there are other players that you kind of wonder what exactly is going on. And, you know, Pella Larson's one of those, you know, as we've talked about. Pella Larson is a very, very good basketball player. Um. My bad, Pella. Pella can finish around the hoop. Pella can defend. Pella can do a lot of different things and can do a lot of different things very, very well. Um, But there are also games where it just doesn't look like he brings it. And I think that's where it's kind of confusing for a lot of Wildcat fans is what exactly is going on? Why why isn't Pella Larson bringing it on a game-by-game, week-by-week basis? Because, you know, when... When he is, uh, when he's on, he's, he's, he's incredible. Um, and, but, you know, I, th- I think it's something where you just kind of wonder what exactly is going on there. I think for uh, from an effort perspective, if you're Arizona, you need Pella to bring it all the time because Pella's good enough to be able to bring it all the time. Pella's not, you know, Pella's not some player where you're like, all right, well, he's just not really good enough. We got to kind of deal with his limitations. He's not that. So if he brings it, you know, and kind of the, and that kind of goes into uh, play too with some of like the brain dead turnovers where you're like, all right, what what exactly was this? What are we doing out here? Things like that. You're just like, all right, what's going on? Um, uh, that to me is just frustrating. Also, uh, I mean, heck, a, a Keyshaw Johnson. Listen, Keyshaw's fantastic. Keyshaw's been better than I think anybody could have hoped. But there's also some games too where you're like, hmm, what's exactly what exactly is going on here? And keep in mind. This is a uber athletic player who's strong, who's physical and dynamic around the basket. And he can't, um, you know, and there's, there was a couple games where you're like, all right, what's, what exactly is going on here? You're just going through the motions. So that I think is something if you're Arizona that you'd like to see, uh, you'd like to see kind of, you know, you'd like to see corrected to be honest. Um, now listen, Lloyd's a little bit of a laid back guy. We know that, but, um, there's still no reason that this team shouldn't be able to bring it on a, a weekly 
on a, a game by game basis, because honestly, when they do bring it, this team is scary. This team is scary. Good. We all know that we've seen this. Uh, we've seen this up close, how good this squad can be when they all bring it and bring it on a game by game day by day basis. Um, now with, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, somebody that I'd like to see the team emulate Caleb love. Listen, Caleb love is not a perfect basketball player. He wouldn't still be in college if he was a perfect basketball player. Um, but what I, what I think it's impossible not to respect about Caleb again, is that he brings it game by game. And you're going to get the same exact effort, whether he is 11 of 15 from the field, or if he is O of 15 from the field, that's just going to be kind of what he does. He is going to bring He's going to bring the same effort, and that's something that I think uh, this team should really try to emulate off of. But again, it's a it's a it's a really really good team. But again, there's certain things in basketball that are just kind of frustrating. You can control your effort, and um, listen. Sometimes you can't control, you know, whether your shot's going in. You want your shot to go in, but sometimes you just can't really control that. With uh, when it comes to um, you know when it comes to Arizona. You want to try to be, you should be able to, uh, you should be able to control that effort. And I think that comes down to Tommy Lloyd. Um, listen, because, you know, again, I, I love watching Tommy Lloyd. I love watching him interact with the officials. I love, uh, I just, I, I love pretty much everything about Lloyd and what he's brought to Arizona. Um, but, you know, also it's kind of on the coach to make sure that his guys are <laughs> ready to rock and roll. I mean, this isn't the NBA. These are still college kids. They got to be get ready to go because here's the thing. If Arizona is ready to go, or if Arizona's uh, if Arizona's fully engaged, there's not many, if any, teams in the country that can see them eye to eye, you know, face to face. That's how good this squad is. So, need to see that. Need to see that on a on a more consistent basis. We'll put it uh, put it to you like that, or on just a consistent basis, because you know, uh, m- moving forward, I think we know in the pack that there is a uh, listen. I mean, the pack sucks. So. It's not like you're going to be really tested by a lot of different teams. I mean, just I mean, just kind of is what it is. Um, whereas with uh, you know, uh, you know, just, you just look at it. There's like there's a lot of crummy team. There's a lot of crummy teams in this conference that aren't going to really probably be able to test you. Now, knock on wood. I know that you could say, well, look at Stanford, and that's true. That kind of plays into my point. But that also kind of happens too when you don't bring it on a game by game basis. So again. Effort to me is huge, and I think that starts with the lead dog up uh, up top, Tommy Lloyd. And if somebody's not really playing hard, if somebody's not really playing well, then I think you got to bench him. I think you got to put. I think you've got to let them know that hey, this this effort isn't acceptable. Um, you know, just because you played here doesn't mean that you can pretty much do exactly what you want or you know anything you want. And I think that's something I think that needs to be again impressed upon this uh, this group of players. Um, so. Um, that's where I, that's what I'd like to see with that. And keep in mind too, like we talked about with the pack, um, this is not a, it's not a good conference. You got a lot of bad teams. Um, and honestly, even the teams that are good, they're missing players. So if you're Arizona, there's really no excuse to be losing games. Again, UCLA stinks, USC for whatever reason stinks, uh, Oregon state, not good. Washington state, not good, et cetera, et cetera. I can go on and on down the line. You get the gist though. Um, but Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the teams maybe that Arizona needs to keep an eye on in basketball and football, with football already getting ready for next season. But first, LinkedIn. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Check it out. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com um, slash locked on college. Listen, uh, LinkedIn is no LinkedIn is no secret. Everybody is, knows somebody that's gotten a job through LinkedIn. And the reason that they know everybody is because it works. Listen, it's that simple. It works. You get a job through link or you post your job on LinkedIn. It's probably going to uh, it's probably going to get a lot of traction. Or if you're looking for a job in LinkedIn, that's also the place to go as well. Again, there is a there's a reason that everybody is on it. There's a reason that um, it has worked for so long, and that it has the uh, the attention of pretty much everybody. So again, check it out: LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. You will thank me later. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about just kind of the look ahead in the conference in basketball and football. Then we're going to get off to a little bit of Arizona football, filling the gaps, filling the gaps. Now, the first thing that I think that we need to uh, first thing that we need to talk about is um, where exactly is Arizona. Where exactly is Arizona when it comes to um, uh, where exactly is Arizona when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, the Pac-12 when it comes to Pac-12 basketball, uh, <laughs> Pac-12 basketball going forward. And I think a big part of it is um, you got to find uh, you got to be able to find uh, you got to be able to find um, where exactly Arizona is or what are the schools that can really bother Arizona. And I think. Uh, I think the uh I think a big part of it is Oregon is the one school. Oregon is the one school that uh Oregon is the one school that I want um you uh, are like all right, if they're fully healthy, they can see Arizona head head on because again, uh Jackson Shellstad is an absolute monster at the point guard position. Uh you know, Jermaine Kuznard has become much much better for Oregon. Uh you get Mookie Cook back. As we talked about, you get uh, KJ Evans or uh, uh, excuse me, KJ, uh, Kwame Evans is very good at power forward. Then you get back Nate Biddle, um, who can stretch the floor and is at seven foot one, very good. And then and Folly Dante, um, also and Folly Dante, very uh, probably the best big man in the conference. So again, that's the team that I think you really need to keep an eye on. I think their I think their odds to win the conference are still probably a little too low, but they're four zero in conference, and when they get those guys back, um, I think they are going to be a very big problem come uh, come March. And I think that I think that problem is uh, going to occur sooner than later. Um, but either way, uh, that is a, a squad to really keep an eye on. Colorado is kind of the other one. Um, Colorado is a team that. Listen, um, you didn't have Cody Williams. You didn't have Tristan DeSilva. That is obviously going to impact how good you can be. Um, but those are kind of the, those are kind of the two teams. Now, listen, you can say, well, ASU, you know, what about ASU? They're undefeated. I got to give Bobby Hurley credit on that. <coughs> They're undefeated. I just don't see them. I just don't see them really lasting though. Again, um, they're shooting the lights out. They're playing hard. They're doing everything that I think Bobby Hurley wants them to do. I'll just be curious to see if they're able to sustain that. If they're able to sustain that, then again, obviously we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that. But I also don't think that that's something that is sustainable for them, but who knows? Maybe that maybe they're going to do the opposite Bobby Hurley, where it's a, uh, it's a situation where you're like, all right, well, um, 
we are uh, we're going to start out slow and then finish hot, which would be pretty much the uh, which would pretty much be the opposite of uh, the Bobby Hurley era. That's where I think uh, that is. But that's kind of where I think you are in the Pac-12. Those are kind of the teams. Don't really worry about anybody else. Um, you know, uh, USC has been odd. USC's got a ton of talent. Isaiah Collier's kind of lived up to the billing, but they haven't been good. And not only have they not been good, um, they've Honestly, they've they've been kind of crappy. Um, and I think that's I think that's something that's kind of confused a lot of people is that, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people thought, well, you know, maybe it'll take a little bit of time to kind of get everything, uh, get everything together. And, you know, that's a uh, that's a fair point. But it's the fact, though, too, about just how bad they've been and uh, not only how bad they've been, it's they they just look totally disjointed and not only do they look totally disjointed it looks like they've never really played basketball and Enfield's never coached basketball before so again that that one to me is an odd one that's something that you got to they got to figure out because i you know they have too much talent to really be that bad i don't again i don't get that one at all who knows? Um, who knows? Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes. And UCLA, doesn't this feel like this could be the end of the Mick Cronin era? It is beyond fun to watch them totally, totally, uh, basically uh, disintegrate in front of uh, in front of everything. Um, uh, and honestly, beyond that, I think that it's fair to say that we're kind of at the stage too where I don't know that there's any come. I don't know that there's any coming back from this. Um, not only do I know there's no coming back from it because again, he's throwing everybody under the bus. He's saying his players are stupid. He's saying that, um, that, uh, you know, maybe his best player in Sebastian Mack, uh, should not, would not even be out there if he had a veteran team. The dude, the dude is melting down in front of us and it looks pathetic. And then on top of that, he's not making himself available for, uh, pr for, uh, press conferences, et cetera, et cetera. This is a uh, this is a guy who, you know, in the grand scheme of life, just doesn't get it. Now, you could say he does get it because of where he's at. Fair enough. But Mick Cronin's a turd. I mean, I don't really know what else, how else to put it. Mick Cronin. Um, just uh, yeah, no, thanks. You can you can have Mick Cronin. And it is fun to watch from afar as they uh, start to uh, uh, disintegrate now. Uh, looking ahead for Arizona football, Arizona football finished 12th in the final uh, poll. And that was the highest of any Big 12 team. Yes, we are calling it Big 12 teams at this stage. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, listen, uh, look at looking ahead to the conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. Listen, it's not a great uh, football conference. It's good. It's good. It's good and it's fun, um, which I think is which I think is awesome. I would much rather be in the Big 12 than be in the uh, the Big 10 or because, again, the Big 10. Very boring. When Iowa is in your conference championship game and Iowa literally goes into each game attempting not to score, uh, yeah, you can miss me with all of that and more. So, again, I'm excited to watch this. I'm excited to watch Arizona in this because, again, we got a lot of fun teams. You got Utah coming in, obviously. Colorado's coming in as well. Um, and then – you got K-State, you got Oklahoma State, you've got other good teams in the conference, and honestly, you'll it'll be probably at least a two, it'll be a two-bid league, I believe. I believe whoever wins the Big 12 will get into the, obviously, into the uh, uh, the final 12, and I think whoever is the team that is, uh, um, 
that is second, they'll probably get in there as well. Again, you're not, it's not going to be the SEC where you're going to get 19 teams in and only like two of them are deserving because it just doesn't have that rep, but it's good enough. And again, it's enjoyable. You're going to be dealing with fan bases that care about their product. And that to me is part of the battle is that, you know, you want to go someplace where people actually care about what's being put out there. And I think the big 12 does that. I think the big 12 is probably the most fan based oriented, uh, uh, fan base oriented, uh, program or, uh, uh, conference going and, it's just going to be fun to be able to watch it because again, these are going to be, it's going to be high flying offenses, fun stuff. And again, I think it's a little bit underrated TCU as well, a year removed from the national title game. So you got to keep that in mind as well. Now we're going to talk about filling the gaps for Arizona football, but first FanDuel. All right, check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on my friends. FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right. All kinds of good stuff. Um, Now listen, uh, college football's college football's over, but now you can bet on you got the NFL playoffs here, very nice, and you've got the uh, you got NBA here, you've got uh, college basketball in high gear. You are still in the middle of the best sports season going, and there's nothing more enjoyable than when you have awesome sports to bet on. Awesome sports, we love this. So again, check it out, Fanduel.com uh, slash locked on. You will thank me later because again, this is a, uh, it's, it's, it's enjoyable stuff. Being able to bet on something that you care about, um, just kind of boosts it up a little bit. Get that adrenaline going with fanduel.com slash locked on. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. Uh, all right, now let's uh, let's talk a little bit about filling the gaps for Arizona football. Um, filling the gaps for Arizona football is uh, obviously something that uh, needs to be done because there are listen. Arizona is returning a ton of players. We all know this, but you got to be able to finish. You got to be able to uh, replace some of the dudes you're losing because you're losing some really good players. Um, now, a big part of it too is. Uh, who who exactly are who exactly do you need to be able to replace? And I think a, the first guy that you really need to be able to replace is Jordan Morgan. Um, we saw against Oklahoma, if you don't have a great offensive tackle, that it can be a little bit of an issue. Um, Arizona is uh, he's going to be probably a first round pick, and um, I think with Alex Deuce, that's who you're hoping is going to be the player. The coaching staff absolutely loves him. He was the top offensive tackle on their board, went to Northwestern for a year. He's back. Um, by all accounts, he will be the starter. Um, and then, so that's obviously a big one that can put everybody on the offensive line back into their rhythm. And then, obviously, you're losing Jacob Cowing on top of that. Um, I think that with Cowing, uh, you've got to look at and say, um, all right, uh, where exactly is uh, he going to go in the draft? Probably going to be about a third or fourth round pick, I'd say. But I think Kevin Green's right there. I love Kevin Green. I am a massive Kevin Green fan, and I would love to see Kevin Green be able to get, uh, be able to kind of take up that role. Love where he's at, and honestly, I think he's also the dude who um, he's a dog, as uh, Kevin Cummings has talked about. He embraces the moment. And not only does he embrace the moment, I think that he's the player that is at the stage where he is going to, uh, he's going to, I think, surprise a lot of people. A lot of people, I think, are asking, you know, well, where exactly is Arizona going to be when it comes to uh, 
where exactly is Arizona going to be, you know, at that wide receiver position? I do not worry about the wide receiver position under Jed Fish because honestly, um, this is a this is a unit that is uh, is going to be more than good enough, and I think Kevin Green is going to be that guy. Not only do I think Kevin Green is going to be that guy, I think he's going to go for 800, 900 yards, something like that, and um, seven, eight touchdowns. Maybe he's not quite Jacob Cowing, but he's going to be more than good. Um, he's going to be more. He's going to be more than good enough. Then, uh, obviously, T uh, Tanner McLaughlin, he and Burnett. I think this is the time. Kean has got to be able to step up. Kean is uh, obviously was a little bit of a raw prospect, super athletic, super big. Um, he's got to be the next. He's got to be next man up, and I don't think there's any reason that he can't be next man up. Um, Kean Burnett, big time, big time prospect, and I think that he's going to be able to step that one up. Then you got Taylor Upshaw. I think I listen. I'd love to see Arizona get another uh, defensive end, and I think they will. But I also think that between Deuce Davis and Isaiah Ward, Arizona is going to be able to uh, replace that production. Um, but again, this is all kind of a wait and see thing because you still got to be able to see it on the field. But one thing that we've seen about Jed Fish is that uh, Arizona, that is that he knows what to do with talent. Um, and not only does he know what to do with talent, he also is the uh, guy who is, um, he's also the uh, guy who knows that, all right, I got to be able to fix these. I got to be able to bring in a certain amount of talent here. And Jed Fish has done just that. All right. Now, we're going to start getting you ready for Arizona basketball this coming weekend uh, tomorrow. But as always, very much appreciate you making uh, Locked on Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow. We're going day by day, as you all know. Bear down. Back the A. We'll be back with you tomorrow.